you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, did you enjoy your weekend? I did. It was a nice little weekend. We've, uh, we were doing a super secret little... Uh project for locked on which uh, which will come out mm. pretty soon should be a, that's a nice little tease for you guys to look out for uh, uh yeah but it was a nice little weekend and uh, we've we're back at it and talking about uh, some some cowboys uh interest and still still sorting through free agency as uh, we m- march slowly but surely and we're, we're under a month uh, to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to the nfl draft yeah, we've got pro days going on as we speak. The the Cowboys are actually at the Miami Pro Day. They brought their defensive line coach down to mm-hmm. work out Gregory Rousseau and Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche. Uh, so maybe we'll have to talk about some, those Miami guys at some point in time. But we're going to start with free agency, Landon. Uh, and it was reported over the weekend that the Cowboys had some interest in defensive tackle Jerron Reed. He ultimately signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And it was also reported that the Cowboys have some interest in K.J. Wright, the former Pro Bowl linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks. I believe it was Mike Fisher uh, that, that tweeted that K.J. Wright would love to come play for the Cowboys, and it is his dream destination. Sounds like there may be some mutual interest here. What are your thoughts on Wright potentially joining the Dallas Cowboys? Well, it's an interesting fit, right? I mean, it just it feels like, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of a linebacker need, I guess, at the, with the Cowboys still. I mean, even after signing Neal and, and, and suggesting that he's going to play linebacker. Uh, it's just a little bit odd because it felt like K.J. Wright is kind of a – a more veteran version of what you already have a little bit, you know? Uh, and I think that that's where I, I'm a little bit uncertain sure. exactly. Or it, it, I would like to know a little bit more about where the fit is here because it feels like, you know, KJ Wright's a guy who could probably come in and give you some good snaps at Sam. I mean, he's, he, he can play all three spots and I definitely, you know, don't mind him out there in like coverage situations or like, he's not like a needing to be covered up guy. It's just, no, feel, no not at all. No, it, no. it feels like it's a, uh, it's a situation where he has kind of a similar skill set, except maybe with some a little bit better coverage ability than, than the other two guys you have. So I, I just wonder how, uh, you know, all three of these guys are going to play. I mean, obviously you can play three linebackers at once, but when you mix in Neil here, uh, what is the deployment here and how exactly are they going to all get rolled out? Yeah, so first and foremost, it sounds like K.J. Wright wants a two-year deal. and That might be a little bit of a hang-up here for the Cowboys. It seems like in free agency so far, Dallas has been really hesitant to give out two-year deals. And I think it comes back from what they saw last year, right? So many of these free agent signings didn't work. Get them on one-year deals so you can cut them, and it's not a big deal. Um, I feel like if the Cowboys sign K.J. Wright, they are bringing him in to be a three-down linebacker. Right. Like he's not going to be just a Sam linebacker or a part time player. And that makes things really intriguing. Do they play him as a middle linebacker, which is something that he really hasn't done a ton of? Do you play him as a weak side linebacker? I don't know if that makes sense with Keon and Neal. Uh, 
I'm for Atlanta because I think it's an upgrade over what they have. It would just be very curious to see who gets squeezed out of that rotation. Yeah, and I guess that's where I'm getting to is that it feels like K.J. Wright is an upgrade, and it feels like if you're bringing him in, uh, you're bringing him in to play him. Uh, so where where does he like, who's who's uh, snaps is he taking from you know so uh, I, I'm I'm for the move because I think it's an upgrade I think you can't have uh, uh, enough good linebacker play uh, and I don't sure. know that it's going to be very expensive I mean I think that's the, the obviously the sticking point you mentioned was the 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 length of the deal and the Cowboys wanted a shorter deal and, and he wants a little bit more stability uh, you know I think if they end up signing him to a two year deal. It, it, it kind of even further puts a little bit more pressure on on you know where exactly is his role in, in with the rest of the linebacker room because it's not just a a, a, a short term rental. I mean, even a two year deal is sort, still still a short term rental. But yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. I, but but if you talk about the fact that you don't have uh, Leighton Vander Esch on uh, his fifth year option, you you're really not sure exactly you know what. Jalen Smith's situation is beyond this year. Clearly, he's on the team for this year, uh, mm-hmm. but 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 obviously they are setting themselves up so that if they wanted to get rid of his contract in twenty twenty two, they could. So I just think it, it, it. I like the idea of adding the talent. I think it does muddy the picture for us a little bit as to how exactly these linebackers get rolled out. I also think part of the thing here is that Dan Quinn wants some guys that can help him bring his scheme in, right? Sure. We've already seen that with the safeties and Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey. Uh, it would help if you have another one of those linebackers that can help get everybody set in the front seven, right? Or the front six, really, in today's NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, you try to get everybody going. And so for that reason alone, I think it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Uh, I also still think KJ Wright's pretty good. Like, I yeah. think he's... If you stack up all the linebackers on this team, he's the best. He he would be the number one pick out of all those guys, and that's why I am so interested in this. Uh, Landon, what would be the ideal layout or the way to use these linebackers if KJ Wright were to join the team? Would it be right in the middle and Neil, you know, as a weak side linebacker in passing situations? Is it Van Der Eschen and right? How how does it work out? Well, I mean, I think the usage that really makes you interested with 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 this group of linebackers is that now you can have a nickel linebacker core if you if you wanted to, of KJ Wright and and, and uh, Keanu Neal, uh, and I think that that's pretty fascinating because I think KJ Wright still can really hold up in coverage. He still uh, has the chops there. Maybe sure. even, like I said, maybe sure. even better obviously than Jalen and Leighton Vander Esch, uh, who have been you know. Uh, okay at times but also extremely inconsistent uh so so maybe that's part of how they kind of line it up is maybe Wright comes in a little bit more on on passing downs and you save him for that and maybe you're you're, you're relegating him to sam linebacker snaps uh on on early downs because i mean i think that's probably of the three uh spot linebacker spots that he's played in base that's probably the one where i feel like he excels the most at sure um and then you, you know and then you you still are playing i mean look I think they're going to have to go go into camp. If they sign him, they're going to go into camp trying to figure all this out because you know you got to figure out whether you want Neil playing Will linebacker, you know, in a in a base package, uh, and if not, who's your Will linebacker? Is it is it Jalen? Is it is it LVE? Is it Kate? is it right? It's it's all wide open, and that's the thing. Is it like that's I guess what I was getting at is that you have two guys who kind of have similar skill sets that frankly uh overlap each other to a large degree you don't necessarily need both of those guys with that skill set you you add a guy in kj Wright who 
can do a little bit of everything and certainly will yes, add to yes. your nickel package. But he also, again, on early downs, kind of is a similar player than the other two guys. So I think when you talk about the base package stuff, that's where either we're going to have to see a rotation or they're going to have to sort it out in, in training camp because uh, it's it does seem like there is a lot of crossover in uh, what their early down uh, usefulness will be. Uh, you know, specifically against the run. You know, I think that's that's where it, things are going to be interesting. When you talk about yeah. nickel packages, passing packages, I could easily see a KJ Wright Neil package being you know what you what you deploy out there, just because those are two very good pass defenders, and, and I think putting them out there suddenly upgrades the second level of your defense in nickel sure. situations sure. quite a bit. And it might depend on the team, right? If you want some bigger sure. linebackers out there to take on some blocks or something like that, maybe you do play more Jalen or Leighton Van Dresch. What I would love the most about Atlanta is it creates competition. This yeah. team has needed competition on defense for a long time. And frankly, I think that's been part of the problem with the Cowboys defense over the last couple of years is too many players, and I'm not going to mention which ones, but weren't really afraid of losing their jobs, right? They know they can go out there. Sometimes they can play with half-hearted effort, and they're still going to play 95 to 99% of the snaps. I like the competition that the Cowboys could potentially bring at linebacker. I think that's good for everybody, uh, and it's certainly good for Cowboys fans. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Let's talk about the rest of free agency because... We are getting down to the point where most of these players are taking one-year deals, and most of them aren't very expensive. We saw Xavier Woods uh, cite a one-year deal worth just, I think it's just over $2 million. Yeah. Uh, Still some good players out there, but what positions, which players should the Cowboys be looking to add over the next couple weeks? Well, I mean, just looking at what they've added so far and and kind of projecting what we think is going to happen in the draft at this point, uh, I have to think the defensive tackle has got to be on that list. I mean, clearly they were mm-hmm. kicking tires on Jerron Reed, um, which, uh, you know, just my personal note, I'm glad they didn't pick up pick him up because of some history there. Uh, but I think that that clearly shows that there is a uh, – uh, uh, an obvious need there for talent at the defensive tackle position. And, and and if they could find a guy that they could bring in who could kind of take that top of the rotation role, uh, you know, for a relatively cheap contract or, or a swap of picks or something like that, I, I feel like the Cowboys would take advantage of that. So I, I think right. that's, you know, one of the spots where – the Cowboys haven't done uh, a ton of of up top movement, right? Of of another, you know, shopping for the the higher end folks. There are some guys I think that are still out there available, whether it's free agency or through trade. Um, so I think the Cowboys will still continue to explore these options, and maybe those options uh, will be continue to be explored after the draft. But I think if you look at where we are with where the Cowboys have already upgraded, where the Cowboys are targeting players in the draft, uh, I think that if you're looking to make a splash that's actually going to move the needle a little bit, at, at specifically defensive interior, 
you got you're gonna have to do it outside of the draft. I think you're gonna have to do it either through free agency or uh, or through a trade. I would agree. I think that's maybe the biggest hole right now. I actually wrote down some other ones, and we can get into a couple of these really quickly. Quarterback two, I still, yep. I mean, we saw Mike McCarthy at press conference talking about uh, how they've had some conversations with other people. I Listen, I'm going to call my shot now. I think it's going to be Alex Smith. I, I think mm-hmm. that's who's going to be the backup. And I think Garrett Gilbert is going to be on the roster as well. If they ever need... You know, I, I, and I think I think Alex Smith is actually going to be more like of a mentor rather sure. than the, the backup quarterback. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if absolutely. Something were to happen to Dak, I don't think Alex Smith is going to be the guy that's going to be playing a ton. I actually think it'd be Garrett Gilbert, but Smith is the guy that you know the veteran in the room. So I think that's something that's likely. Uh, tight end three, maybe because they lost sure. Blake Bell. Sean McEwen is you know an undrafted free agent. Maybe he's fine, but he's out. certainly replaceable. For right, sure. right. Yeah. What about center two? Because we all believe that Tyler Biotish is going to be the starting center. Who is the backup? Joe Looney is a free agent. We haven't heard any really anything about Joe Looney. Are the Cowboys going to bring him back? I'm curious to see what they do there. And then cornerback. I, I still think they need another sure. veteran outside corner uh, that could be a placeholder until... Maybe they draft Patrick Sertan at number 10. But those are the four positions I'm looking at. Anything else that we can throw in there to, to potentially maybe help build this Cowboys roster? No, I think all of those are, are, are spots where they obviously plan on adding talent. The question is, you know, what's the best methodology? I think for most of those spots, they will likely go into the draft, uh, you know, either – either just nibbling around the edges a little bit more or or waiting until the draft actually plays out to see if they need to kind of fill those holes on the on the other side so tackle defensive tackle to me was the one that felt like i don't know that they're going to be able to or they're going to you know want to kind of continue to fill what needs they have there in the draft just because they may not be able to acquire those players in the draft so uh but i I agree i think all those spots you mentioned are all uh uh, you know spots where they're going to need to get names filled Uh, i think alex smith is an exceptional name for a quarterback and i like the idea that you mentioned you know maybe you have smith step in and, and play if you know there's an in-game injury to Dak or something, and then if there's a multiple-game injury, you start getting uh, Gilbert ready for you know long-term, right. Right. Uh, and and you still have Alex Smith there just to be uh, like you said a very smart voice in the room, uh, just a mentor voice. More the be- the more of those voices you have in the room, you know, the better. Um, it, and I think the he's rest really of the is, only other is that he's really the only other guy out there that I think yeah. I really would be a good backup because everybody else is more ex- inexperienced or. I mean, there's just there's really not a lot of guys out there. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, as far as guys that are like you know, backup quarterback, you know, ready. That's that. It's it's not people people just assume that you know all quarterbacks are the same. If you're a starting quarterback, backup quarterback, backup quarterback is kind of a, its own thing. I mean, you have to be able to operate uh, suddenly in a very important position with very few reps uh, on a moment's notice. So uh, it does take a certain amount of veteran experience, I think. That's why you don't necessarily see rookie quarterbacks as the backup because it's a difficult spot to be thrown into in the middle of a game without a week of preparation. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I think Alex Smith is a guy that obviously has a ton of experience in the league, uh, is not afraid. So this throwing him into the middle of a game uh, where Dak may be unable to perform, you know, just for like the rest of the quarter or something less of the half – that's not something right. that's going to phase right. Alex, Alex Smith. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. 
Bill Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Bill Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, let's go ahead and do some mock draft Monday, Landon. It's my favorite time of the week. And I actually have a, a little bit of a surprise for you because oh, uh, we're going to review my mock draft. Oh no. Uh, that I post. Yeah, yeah, that, that I posted at the game day uh just a couple a couple days ago. Okay. Um it, it's I think it's pretty typical for the Dallas Cowboys. At I'm I'm going to give you the entire three round mock and then I want your comments on it All besides right. how much you hate it. Okay. Uh Patrick Sertan at number 10. I think that was pretty easy. I did kind of go back and forth between J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan. Uh, at, in the second round, I had the Cowboys selecting your guy, Richie Grant, the Uh-oh. safety from UCF. Uh, the next pick was Tommy Tagai, the mm. defensive tackle from Ohio State. And in the third round, the compensatory pick the Cowboys had, I had them adding another defensive tackle, uh, Odigi Zua, the oh interior guy from UCLA, uh, kind of undersized for that position, but can, su- can get after the passer. Uh, what do you think about that three-round mock for the Cowboys? Well, I'm I'm rather upset that you didn't tag me in this uh, mock draft because <laughs> you picked so many of my guys. Uh, uh, I love it. Obviously, I mean, obviously, Sertan is a guy that we've been talking about for a long time. He's been written in pencil uh, with uh, with maybe a little bit of ink in that uh, tenth <laughs> pick for a while. Sure. Um, uh, you know, Richie Grant is like you just said, described as my guy. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I think he's maybe the best true free safety in this class. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know him and Morag are, are very closely talented. I think Morag can do a couple more things, but I, I think as far as high floor uh, free safety, you can come in and start right away for you. Uh, Richie Grant is certainly my pick. Uh, Tagai, I always can never the Ohio State defense Tommy tackle. Tagai. Yep, I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's so I. he's a typical nose tackle, but I think he can actually provide you a little bit of pass rush or a little bit of pocket push, which is a kind mm-hmm. of a rare thing for some of these nose tackles. He's one of the few guys who really really has the ability to kind of do that uh, and give you a little bit in the pass and the run game uh and then obviously uh oda osa odigizua Odig- uh, yeah, there you go is uh is uh, a guy who i think is a, an incredible he could be a swing interior guy he's so strong i mean he's 280 pounds but he's six one so he's squatty and he's got incredible leverage he's got great flexibility which allows long him to arms. use those leverage long long arms very very strong incredibly strong for for how squatty and i mean i guess that doesn't <laughs> i guess that doesn't make you not strong but he is very strong squatty has powerful powerful hands and with those long arms can really move people uh and and you know I, he, he can play the, the three technique i think he could easily develop into a starting three technique uh because he has the already has the requisite strength uh in his hands and and, and at 280 pounds he's got some burst uh i think you 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 develop him a little bit and suddenly you'll have a very uh, surprisingly talented swing interior guy in uh, Osa Odigizua. 
So we don't have to talk much about Patrick Sertan because we've talked about him all the time on the show, but that's a day sure. one starter that you plug into your secondary. Richie Grant, I'm not sure is a day one starter with Casey on the roster, but that's okay because I think there's certain packages you can get him on the field. Yeah. And he projects as the future free safety. And frankly, I, I would love that if I don't have to rely on him to start yeah, and absolutely. He can work his way in. I think that's just better for everybody involved. Uh, Tommy Tagai is somebody that I know the Cowboys really, really like. A third round guy that has he's your typical run stopper. He's not super athletic or explosive, but plays really hard. Uh, he does have some power in his pass rush game. I mean, he can really, really drive back guards and centers. I think he's somebody that right away you could play 15 snaps a game, and Absolutely. with the hope being that in 2022 maybe you don't re-sign Brent Urban and you let the guy take that role and now you have a run stopper who is under contract and under control for the next three years I think that makes a lot of sense and Odigizu is just a guy that can rush the passer he, you just put him on the field he'll find a way to be productive at that stage in the third round he was just too good of a value to pass up I could also see the Cowboys going in a number of directions at that comp pick. Wouldn't even be surprising if it's a tight end, whether it's another receiver, whether it's another corner. I mean, the Cowboys could go in so many different ways. In this case, he was just the best player available on the board. We know the team has a little bit of interest. Uh, I liked it. So overall, not terrible in you would take it? Oh, give me a break. I love this. I love that draft. I would, I would totally take it and, and dance all the way home. I, I think you, you, get, you shore up the interior defensive line in two different spots uh, you shore up your defensive backfield in two different spots uh, and that's really you know where the the two main problem childs of your defense are and if you're able to add, inject talent like that uh, with two different guys who both could develop into you know if not starters then definitely very valuable rotational pieces that's a home run draft right there good job marcus yeah thank you appreciate it so yeah we think the cowboys need to just improve their all, overall talent and depth if you're getting four guys that you feel really good about in the top 100, it's awfully it's awfully hard to, to pick holes in that. And listen, I, I actually told this to you yesterday in a DM. If you pick Patrick Sertan at number 10, it's really hard to mess this thing up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you, if you already get your corner, you really don't have any other pressing holes. So you can just sit at you know 44, 75, 99 and just pick the best defensive player available. And I think it's going to work out. I agree. So, it's, uh, the Cowboys have set themselves up in a good spot, and from here on out, they can, as long as they kind of get their cornerback situation settled, uh, then then they can draft pretty freely, which is which is a good spot to be in. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download, subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Lane and at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.